welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. So Phil's just a really good introduction to the reason why we prophesy. Um, and it really is that bringing the gold out of people. Um, but the thing is, I, I often hear people say to me, I can't prophesy. I, don't, I can't do it, it's just not possible. And my response to that is that actually everyone can prophesy. Is that okay now? Right, okay. It's all technology. It's a, um, so everyone has it within them to prophesy. Even a donkey was able to prophesy, and we talked about Balaam last week, didn't we? Or no, the beginning of this week. Um, so, so you can you can prophesy if you're a sheep. Um, Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice, and they follow." So, if you're a sheep, you can hear his voice, and we've we've talked about that already this week. Um, but prophecy is is a gift, and it's something that comes with Holy Spirit. So we all have the ability to be able to prophesy and what we're going to be doing um like over the next few days next week we're going to actually look a bit more practically um how to prophesy safely how to do it right because i don't know about you but i grew up in in the pentecostal church and fantastic inheritance um great a great upbringing in many ways um but what what I saw with prophecy was it was just certain people who um, it would only be like I think there's probably about three or four in the whole church who only ever, ever prophesied no one else did and they'd get up and they but they they would go really weird often um, because they'd change the way they speak and and they'd go sort of all like like almost spooky um, you know thus says the Lord. Um, and they'd, they'd change their their the wording to really, really strong Christian words, you know, like an and, and Old Testament, uh, not Old Testament, Old Translation type speak, so the King James words and everything. But they, they would be the ones to prophesy. And I, that's how I grew up. And I just assumed that God just had chosen just a few to do it. And, and I... It never occurred to me that I could um, hear him on behalf of someone else. And I had a massive paradigm shift when I went to um, Toronto to do the School of Ministry. Um, I think it was the third or fourth weekend, the fourth weekend maybe. Um, we had a couple come from, um, called Ivan and Isabel Alum, and they they like, amazing at prophesying um, and they but they teach people how to prophesy and we had a week like what we're doing here just looking at prophecy and then activating the prophecy and and personally I was horrified at the thought of me having to prophesy and there's like 110 or so students so there's a whole bunch of us and they kept like picking on people to stand up and then right right you prophesy over this person and I spent the week begging God 
not to have them pick me because it just I was I was really scared right I'll be honest with you um, I didn't know if I had it within me to be able to prophesy and then we had like activation um, exercises which were fairly they did it like a game so they, they we had a bit of fun with how you know practicing and everything but even with it being fun and a game my, my, I spent the week like terrified um, but I discovered during that week that actually I could prophesy, you know, like it actually worked. You ask God a question and God gives you the answer and you're just like, wow, I can do this. Um, I was really frightened as well when they said, OK, you can be part of the prophetic team because um, they, you know, they had people coming from all over the world to, to the church. It's a big church. Um, and their prophetic team, people would come, we'd have small groups, and in a group we would prophesy over these people. And the, the idea that I was good enough to go on one of these prophetic teams, I, I just couldn't get my head around why they would want me on the team. But I did. And if you'd have asked me back then what would happen in the future, that I, I would become someone who teaches prophecy, who helps people and, and um, who leads teams uh, in the prophetic, I'd have laughed at you and said, there's no way I can do that because I don't even know if I'm good enough to prophesy. Um, but years down the line, I'm now going all around different places doing seminars on the, prof on the prophetic and helping people step into that that freedom of knowing they can hear God on behalf of others. Suffice it to say, I know that if I can do it, anyone can do it. That's where I'm coming from. You know, if I, back then when I was so scared of the idea that, that I could actually speak into someone's life on behalf of God, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And the more I did it, the more I realised I could do it. And I think that's one of the keys. And we're going to talk next week more in more detail about some of the keys to prophecy, um, prophesying. But one of the keys is just, is just doing it, practising it, having a go at it. You see, because it's not about it's not about you and your ability. It's actually about God and his ability in you and through you. So it, it, prophecy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, what Acts 1 verse 8 says this, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses through all Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth. And then in, in chapter 2 verse 17, um, Peter quotes, Joel, the, pro the prophet, and he says, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So, so like Peter's saying, hey, listen, it's the Holy Spirit. He's, he's pouring out, which is what happened in second um, chapter of Acts. And he's still, he's still here. The Holy Spirit never actually left. Um, and, and so, you know, he pours into us and part of that inpouring of the Holy Spirit is that people will prophesy. It's a given, right? 
Holy Spirit comes and his desire is to speak to others. His desire is to lift them up into, like Phil was saying, into who they really are. It's what it's all about. And so it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not, it doesn't depend on our ability to speak or not to speak. The Holy Spirit flows through us. And if we're willing to say, yes, God, I'll speak on your behalf, then it's really easy to do it. One of the other paradigm shifts um, that I had when I was in Toronto was that actually it's, it's a gift to the whole church. So prophecy is a gift for everyone. It's not just like, like I thought growing up, the one or two that knew how to speak in King James really well. It's not just for the one or two people. Um, it's for everyone. Right? It's for you, it's for you, it's for me, it's for Phil, it's for Rebecca. You know, we, we all get to take hold of this gift and prophesy. And the fact is, Paul said in Corinthians 15, 14 verse 5, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I'd rather have you prophesy. For he who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless he interprets so that the church may be edified. So Paul is saying, I want you all to prophesy. He's talking to the whole church there in Corinth. It's not talking just to the leaders, you know, or the, you know, the, the eldership or the, the pastoral team or whatever. He's saying, I want everyone to prophesy. And that is because it's, it's what Phil was talking about just before. It, it's a gift builds up the church, edifies the church, and it gets the people doing the stuff that is available in the kingdom. Um, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, it says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. So Paul's saying here, okay, I want everyone to prophesy, right? Not just the few. And I don't want you to be complacent about it. I don't want you to just be sitting there thinking, well, if God gives me a message for Phil, I'll give it. And just sit there waiting forever to see if God decides to give you a message. No, that's not what Paul's saying here. He's saying, I want you to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. Now the word he used there for eager is zealot. Right, so I want you to be zealous for, that's an active word, right? It's not sitting back thinking, oh, maybe one day God, no, it's like, it's, it's, it's like pursuing the gifts, yeah? It's, it's actively saying, okay, God, yes, I want this. Yes, what have you got to say? Tell me what you've got to say for Phil. And it's, it's pursuing it in, in it, eagerly desiring it. So this next week or so, rather than just sort of sitting there thinking, oh, maybe, or like I was, like sitting there terrified, begging God not to pick me. I was just explaining how, you know, when I was doing this, this course at the School of Ministry. No, that's not what God wants. It's not what Paul's, and he wants us to eagerly desire and get enthusiastic. You know, like that, that eager, the word, eager is um, in the English it says to enthusiastic and excited about something and impatiently waiting to get it 
So it's, it's, it's a lot more than just, you know, yeah, okay. It's, okay, I want this. It's a bit like children on Christmas morning, you know, when, when they know Santa Claus has been um, because they were told he was coming and, and they're really excited. They don't sit in their bed waiting for their parents to come and say, good morning, kids, it's time to get up and open the presents. No, usually, well, I, I don't know you hear that kids and I know when I was a kid I was in my parents bedroom desperate to go downstairs to open the presents because I was eagerly expecting something I knew that when I opened the parcel there was going to be something exciting inside so I was eagerly expecting and I was impatient I wasn't waiting patiently and and that's what Paul's saying about the all the gifts of the spirit you know, the, the healings and the miracles and, and all the things. And like he says, especially the gift of prophecy. And it's because prophecy is so powerful in awakening dormant things inside of people. It's so powerful, like Phil was saying, in, in seeing people how God sees them and helping them to see themselves how God sees them. So let's get excited about prophecy. So, so how are you feeling about like prophecy? What are your thoughts? Are you excited for this week, or you know how? Wh what are you up to? Do you think? We're going to look a bit about um, over the next couple of days. Uh, first of all, I'm going to um, look at how to prophesy well so that, um, or prophesy safely, I guess is the word, some do's and don'ts, some guidelines, um, so that we don't put people in a position where they feel they've got to believe it's from God just in case we've, we've got it wrong, okay? Because we are human at the end of the day, um, which is... My, blows my mind in many ways because God chooses to use normal people like you and I um, to speak through. It's just amazing, isn't it? But sometimes we, we might get it wrong from time to time, and that's okay, providing we've prophesied in a way that people can can then judge that and, and weigh that. And then I think, Phil, you're going to talk a bit about how to receive a prophetic word on you and what to do with it and, and how to prepare yourself, how to judge it, how to weigh it. So we're going to look at that and hopefully by the end of the week, Timon, you feel a little bit more confident that you're all right with that dilemma that's in your head right now. Okay? So how are you? Okay. I think it's great if you're good in it. <laughs> so I have a friend and he's, he's really good in it. He can just sit down and pray a minute for you and then he has a few things to say to you. And it's great if you have it like this, but I don't have it like this. <laughs> How do you know you haven't got it like that? Yeah, it's just, he, he 
if he's just praying over you, he's so secure in what he's saying and he has a lot of different things to tell you. And it's, yeah, he's not only praying over me because, yeah, he's one of my best friends, so it's easy to know things about me. But if we are on any events or things like that, he's sometimes he just goes on the whole, uh, yeah, just everybody sitting next to him. And starts to pray over everyone and yeah he's just really secure in what he's saying and what he's hearing and yeah. when did he start doing that? Started to do that? Yeah. Uh, I think it's two or three years ago that he started and yeah he was not that good in the beginning but now he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the key though isn't it? It's uh, it's really good if you're good but I'm kind of scared about all the bit leading up to being good, <laughs> right? Because I'm sure at the beginning he wasn't that good in the sense that he wasn't always amazing or he didn't always go, oh, I have an exact word for you. Or, um, so, yeah, but I think that's part of why we practice in a really safe place as well. So you can practice here, and if it's completely wrong, it's okay. Like, no one's going to kick you out or um, it doesn't get played in front of the whole church or anything. <laughs> um, and so I think that's the beauty is um, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to practice in a safe place. And uh, it means you get to grow much faster. Because uh, if you're growing in a, a hostile environment, it can take a long time. It can take you years because you don't do it as often or you have to be really careful how you do it. But when you practice in a safe place, you get to grow much quicker because you get to do it a lot more without the, the risk. Um, but yeah. But I agree. I definitely prefer a, a prophecy from someone that has practiced. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. It's cool. But that's been your experience so far to date. But today is a new day. Um, and this is a new season. And this is a season of growth and expectation. And, um, so you're in a good place. You know, this is a good, a good day. Yeah. Good season for you guys. So get excited. And I think we we all love it, don't we? When somebody's praying over you, and they like that, you've just got these words and encourages you or sets you off on a slightly different direction. And I think that's the whole thing about eagerly desiring the prophetic. So it's why it doesn't say if you've got it, great. If you haven't, never mind. It says eagerly desire it because it's it's such a gift for somebody else. And yeah, I'm not very good at it. I'm still not very good at it. I assess my own opinion of myself but I just think it's great for other people and rather than stick at the they're good at it and I'm not good at it it's this heart of saying it's just great for people it is great for people if I can pray for them not because I'm an amazing whatever but just it's just such a blessing is that you know it is because you know if this guy prays for you it's better than somebody else prays for you (laughs) So I think that's just the heart, isn't it, that says, you know, yeah, I am a bit frustrated and it's not something I flow in or feel comfortable in, but I can really see the value of it. And and God just doesn't say this is a gift for a few gifted ones. He says, or or Paul says, eagerly desire it. I I would prefer you all to prophesy. Anyway, Paul. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Brilliant. So what I'm I'm just gonna do a short talk. Most of my talks are short. It's just who I am. 
Um, I was going to look at um, the manifestations of prophecy. Um, it's a bit of a complicated way of saying the different ways prophecy can show up. Okay, but I want to start by just explaining um, that actually Old Testament and New Testament are different. So something happened between the Old Testament and the New Testament to change prophecy. Um, in the in the Old Testament, um, if you read back in Exodus, um, when the children of Israel they get to Mount Sinai, um, and God's there, and and like you know, there's thundering and there's power and and there's excitement there. But they are so terrified. They say to Moses um, in Exodus twenty verse eighteen to nineteen, um, "You you hear God for us." You go speak to God. You go be the spokesman. And so they, they appointed Moses to be the man to go and, and hear God. Um, rather than, you know, listening in and pressing in for themselves, they didn't want it. They were they just like, oh, no. Um, so that kind of set a trend from there on in where throughout the history then of it, if, of the children of Israel right up until Malachi it was like God just had one or two people at any given time who were willing to listen or maybe groups of people you know but there were people who they called this either the seers or the prophets who were willing to listen to God or God had picked them out as someone who he knew their heart and, and could speak to them and during that season, it was like the Holy Spirit would come and anoint these guys to hear God. So he kind of would descend on them and they'd hear him and then they would prophesy and become like a spokesperson. Name some prophets in the Old Testament. Do you know any? Yep. There's tons. Anyway, there's just loads of them, like Samuel, Daniel, Nehemiah, just all the minor prophets, Hosea, Joel, etc. Um, and they they were simply God's spokesmen. Um, but things shifted um, when Jesus came. And I love, I love the fact that the last Old Testament type prophet is John the Baptist, right? And, and he comes along and he prophesies about the saviour of the world coming. And, and then when he sees Jesus, he's like, oh, he's the man, that's him. He's the lamb of God who's going to take away the sins of the world. And then Jesus said of, of John, he says, oh, let me get it right. <laughs> He says, the least in the kingdom is going to be better than John, and John was the best prophet, right? So, so Jesus referred to John as the best of the Old Testament, but then goes on to say, or is it that, yeah, the, the least now, from now on in, the, 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 those who consider themselves the smallest in the kingdom are going to be better than John. Right, so so we're now in a season where you know you, you look at all the prophets. I used, I admire some of those prophets. You know, like I read 
I read about Samuel and I'm like, whoa, you know, some of the things he got up to, you know, hearing the king, listening to the king's conversations from his own bedroom, you know, and, and then giving the war strategy out. And, 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 and then you hear of, you know, the healings and miracles and Elijah and the amazing stuff went on in the Old Testament through the prophets. And then here's Jesus saying, yeah, but the very least now in the kingdom is going to be better and more, you know, better than, than all of them. That actually should put a smile on your face. That should make you excited because that includes us, right? And, and that means that when it comes to prophesying and when it comes to working in the kingdom, I'm, I have the potential to be better than Elijah and Elisha and all those amazing prophets. Th- think about that for a minute, okay? Th- that can blow, well, it used to blow, it blows my mind when, when it dawns on me that Jesus thinks I'm better than them in terms of what I can do in his kingdom. Right? So what happened to make that shift? What happened was the day of Pentecost. So you, you, know, you know the story, right? Jesus died, rose again, and then went back to heaven or wherever. Um, he's there now sitting or standing with the Father. He's enjoying the Father. But what Father and Holy Jesus did was they sent their spirit, right? Holy Spirit came, and he came on the day of Pentecost. And rather than just picking out one or two and coming and anointing them, sort of coming on them and anointing them, it says that now those in the kingdom are filled with him. So, so that was the shift. The shift was that now Holy Spirit is now living and dwelling in us and through us. So, so we don't have to reach out for an anointing and pull it down. He's here. He's inside of us. He's dwelling in us. And therefore, we have 24-7 access to him and all the things that he brings. And that's the shift. And that's why it is possible for us to, to live and walk and, and act in a way that, that surpasses all the other prophets in the, te- in the Old Testament. That's exciting to me. So are the prophets in the New Testament? And is, there, is there a difference between being a prophet and prophesying? Okay. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> So th- there are prophets still, okay? Um, some of the New Testament, those who were um, declared as prophets, you know, Paul, Agabus, you know, he, he was seen as a prophet. Um, Philip's daughters prophesied. They were, they were like prophets in the New Testament. And, and so you, you get prophets today, and their role is to, to bring the church to a place where they're functioning well in the kingdom. And their role is part of the fivefold ministry gifts, you know, the pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and apostles. Thank you. 
And they're, they're people that God calls to equip everybody else to do the stuff well in the kingdom. Okay. So the way I see it is now modern day prophets, New Testament prophets, are here not only to prophesy, and of course they're going to prophesy, and they're going to, you know, you can't be a prophet without having a track record of prophesying well and, and being anointed called by God to do that but their role is to release the prophetic in in the church or the kingdom or whatever you want to call it okay so so they're coming along and they're, they're helping people to to recognize oh yeah I can hear God yeah I can I can do this I can prophesy and they release the prof- prophecy within the church so it's not the role of the prophet isn't just I mean, they're not the only ones that get to prophesy. They get to help people prophesy. That makes sense, yeah? So as part of the fivefold ministry gifts to the church, they're, they're there to equip the saints so that the saints are ready to do the things that, that we're really all called to do, that are called to be normal everyday life. I was actually talking with someone last night, and he's like, do you think it's possible for all of us to be like Heidi Baker? And, and you know, like, it's like, yeah. So Heidi Baker's this, like, really crazy lady who's really, like, gifted and, and powerful in the kingdom, and she's started, like, I don't know how many thousands of churches now, and, and like, just like a revival starter. And, and, just, and I thought about his question, and I'm like, we all have the potential to be like that. You know, like... We, we're not all called to go to Africa and start thousands of churches, but we're all called to to bring the kingdom where we're at and, and do kingdom activity. And one of those kingdom activities, of course, is prophesying. Are you all with me? Yeah. Good. So I'm, I'm really glad, actually, that I'm born now and that I wasn't born in the Old Testament time. You know, like, it, I was like, oh, thanks, God. You know, you saw it, like, for me to be born in the New Testament because then I get to be part of this. And even as a woman, as we discussed on Friday, as Rebecca was talking about, I'm just really excited that God decides that, you know, we get to be included in all of this. Yay! So... That's the difference between the Old Testament, I mean, loosely, lightly, you know, like, I'm sure we could go into much more detail, which I'm not going to, um, but, but that's the difference between Old Testament and New Testament. We are now in a place where Holy Spirit is dwelling with us. So then I just want to talk about the difference between what we might call the spirit of prophecy and the gift of prophecy. Um... To put it shortly, the spirit of prophecy is when when Holy Spirit initiates the prophetic. And the gift of prophecy is kind of when we initiate it, okay, when when we we set it off. There's lots of stories um, in the Bible where Holy Spirit, like, people would step into where Holy Spirit is initiating and suddenly they find themselves prophesying. An example of that was when Saul 
um, King Saul is on his journey and, and he ha- happens to come across a group of people who are prophets and the spirit of prophecy is there and it says that as Saul like approached these guys suddenly he found himself prophesying along with them and so he then became like known as the man you know there's Saul amongst the prophets but we know from his life that actually he didn't really know God at all like he he didn't have relationship with God like his you know the guy who succeeded him David he developed that relationship with God and he heard God for himself Saul was very much reliant on Samuel for hearing God right the way through and and really just didn't want to know God and that's kind of why he lost his crown in the end um for the reference for that is 1 Samuel 10, if you're interested in looking that up. But but he stepped into an, a, a zone, as it were, where, where the prophecy was flowing. And so he ended up prophesying, even though he didn't have that relationship himself, he ended up prophesying with, with all the prophets. In um, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 11, um, Paul is talking about the manifestations of the Spirit that is given for the common good. He says, To the one um, is given the Spirit and the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge to the no- by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy to another distinguishing of spirits, to another speaking in different tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. All these uh, work are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them um, just as he determines. So, so there are times when Holy Spirit decides, I want to use this person, and I'm going to manifest through him, and he's going to prophesy on my behalf. And, and it's kind of... It, like a spontaneous thing. I don't know. Um, there's been occasions, you know, you might be in a service and suddenly, you know, you you get a word and you know, oh, you, you didn't ask for a word, you just suddenly get it or you suddenly enter into a vision and it's a Holy Spirit-initiated thing and then you you then go and you, you share it with whoever or whatever it is that Holy Spirit's asking you to do. And then there's the gift of prophecy. And that's what we were talking about the other week, the um, Friday, when, when, when Paul says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. And that's something that we get to initiate because it's a gift that's given. Right, so we're not sat in a meeting waiting to see, God, do you want to speak to me or not? You know, like, maybe you will, maybe you won't. This is us actually initiating and, and using the gift 
that the Holy Spirit has given us. Um, Romans 12, verse 6 says, we, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. He's given us the gift. And that came when we received Holy Spirit. When Holy Spirit came to dwell inside of us, that gift automatically came. And it's up to us then to, to use that gift. So we don't have to wait for for you know this divine revelation or the divine um, prophecy or whatever to, to suddenly come, which, of course, God can do that, we can say, okay, God, I want to hear what you've got to say. What do you want to say for this person? And then wait for the answer. And it's brilliant because when we do that, God is like, I, I think he gets really excited because he's so keen to talk to us he he wants his body to be built up he wants he wants his church to grow and develop in 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 all the things that he's got available for them and so when we ask him what's your heart he's going to share it he's not going to say ah i don't want to talk to you today he's not going to do that because that's not his heart that's not who he is when we ask a question he's going to answer And what's really, really exciting is it's not based on how mature we are as a Christian. In Acts chapter 19, um, it, it tells us there's a, there's a scenario where there's a whole bunch of new Christians, brand new Christians, and they've, they've not received the Holy Spirit yet. So um, when Paul, like, meets them, he lays hands on them, and then it says that they spoke in tongues unprophesied like the day that day you know like it wasn't that they had to go to prophecy school and they didn't have to do this training and that training necessarily you know like it was just like Paul laid hands on them and then bang they were in they started prophesying okay so it's not based on how good you are or how mature you are as a Christian not based on how mature they are it's interesting that as well you know 1 corinthians 3 um you know paul paul, paul is actually reprimanding the christians in the church for being immature and doing stuff they shouldn't have been doing right so so part of the corinthians letters is paul's like trying to bring the church away from stuff they're not supposed to be doing in line with you know living a holy life and yet, at the same time, there's all these chapters on how to prophesy. And Paul's saying, I want you to prophesy. Eagerly desire these gifts. Prophesy. You know, I want everyone to prophesy. And yet, he's just told, been telling them off for doing stuff that they shouldn't have been doing. So it's, it's not about how good you are. It's not about how mature you are. It's a gift that, that Paul is saying, eagerly, eagerly use it, eagerly desire. And it can't be bought. Like, so you can't bribe God. Or, I mean, that, that I guess that gift can't be bought, can it? <laughs> because a gift is a gift. 
But there's a guy who tried to bribe um, God into giving him the gift, tried to buy it, um, and, and it, it was, it's in Acts. Maybe we can read it. Do you want to look it up? Acts chapter 8, verse 18 to 21. He's a guy that tried to buy the gifts of the Spirit. Okay. He's hoping my reference is correct. Acts chapter 8, 18 to 21. So how are you at reading out in English? Yeah, are you able to do that? Yeah. Can you read out for me? <coughs> when Simon saw that the Spirit was given at a lying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. After they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. Cool. Okay, so, so he's like, I want to buy this, but how can you buy a gift? It's like, there's, here's a man who's so insecure in himself, so sort of like focused on himself that he didn't quite recognize what it's really all about. It's, it's not about... Well, I think he was probably trying to promote himself, wasn't he? It's not about promoting himself, yourself. It's not about um, looking good. It's not about having these woo gifts or whatever. It's about how do I help you become more who you're meant to be like so how do i help you step into all that god has got for you how do i help you and that's what the gifts are all about it's about me partnering with god to help you or to help whoever it is that is sat in front of me So can someone read uh, Romans 12, verse 6? You 
there too. Good for Having them gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let them use them. If prophecy, then let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. So it's not something that we have to work up. We just receive it by grace and choose to believe. That's what faith is, and it's trusting. It's trusting that it's a gift. It's trusting I have it. It's trusting I can use it, and it's trusting God that he's big enough to overcome any mistakes that I might or may, or may, or may not make. So it's, it's, it's through his grace, it's through faith that we just use these gifts. So it's not about how good we are, like I said. It's not about how mature we are. We choose to receive it. Jesus talks about, you know, faith. He talks about faith being, being like a mustard seed. And, and I don't know if you've, you've seen a mustard seed, but it's like, like really, really tiny. Yeah. But what I discovered about mustard seeds is a mustard trees or bushes is that they they grow so once once the seed like gets established the roots are so sort of strong and deep and long and wide that once the bush is established it's like really really difficult to get rid of it like you can't it you know people have tried to to dig up mustard seeds bushes mustard bushes and once they're there like they just keep popping back up right and this this makes me quite happy when it comes to 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 faith because that means that I'm actually not all that responsible for for building up my faith because it's a seed and seeds grow automatically when they're planted in the ground so all I have to do is say yes I receive that faith and then and then I just allow that seed to grow inside of me and once it is established it ain't going anywhere you know it's it's strong it's powerful and of course the mustard has got lots of like amazing properties um and you know it's healthy it's good for you it tastes things you know it alters the taste of Meals and and all kinds. So it, you know, there's an awful lot of analogies that you can use from from mustard. But but it grows into a really strong, powerful tree, and and so that's what he's saying. It's a gift, and we just let that gift grow, and we use that that faith then to step out and use the gifts that that God has given us to step out in in prophecy, and that's what we're going to do. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.